Welcome to the On Deck Podcast for all your baseball DFS needs with your superstar hosts, fantasy baseball experts, Casey Bubba and Bogman. On Deck Podcast is sponsored by LineStar App, the number one top rated data and analytics tool for daily fantasy sports. And welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the On Deck MLB DFS Podcast, brought to you by the wonderful people at Lion Star Sports. Go check them out on Twitter at Lion Star DFS and at Lion Star MLB, and download the app in the Apple App Store and the Google Play Store. You can find me on Twitter at BDNTrick, and my co-host is always on Twitter at Bogman Sports. Scott Bogman, how we doing, man? I'm doing good. You know, uh, D-backs couldn't pull it out today, but uh, got to get up a little bit earlier and watch some baseball, so it was a good day. Love it. Yeah, full day of day baseball, like really only one night game on the West Coast. It was a weird feeling, but kind of relaxing going, okay, all the content's out, all the games are started. Yeah. I can just like chill for the day. So that was that was kind of cool. Uh, it was My fun alarm baseball. did not go off this morning too, Bob. So uh, one of those rare things where I woke up and I stretched and I heard the birds singing and I heard the, you know, you know, all the nice morning music. And I went, oh, man, I woke up before my alarm. This is amazing. And I looked and I went, I'm waking up right when my first recording is supposed to happen. That's not good. So <laughs> that's kind of how my morning started. So oh, boy. Well, at least at least you got up. It sounded like a scene out of the Truman show. So that's good yeah. <laughs> uh, when he goes on the front porch and pays the camera. Yeah. So, um, that's good stuff there. It was it was a wild game like Wheeler and, and Woodruff dueled. Absolutely yeah. great. Uh, Garrett Cole couldn't strike the, the Astros out. Like we kind of talked about the slight concern there. The team doesn't strike out a lot. I did hear from Twitter followers that the umpire robbed him of like three strikeouts at least like it was bad. So. Another situation where, you know, rebel umps are coming. So that's fun. <laughs> um, but yeah, overall, the one thing I will mention, it won't happen all the time, but it's like, it feels like it's 80 to 90% of the time. I've mentioned Oco Coliseum in the daytime plays a lot livelier. Blue Jays <laughs> won 10 to 4 in that one. So that yeah, the ball did. flies in that ballpark during the day. So keep that in mind. But we won't go on too much longer, Bob, because we have 14 games on a Friday. 14. Would be 15, lot. but we got Wrigley. So if we don't get Wrigley, Pirates, Cubs, that'll be on its own showdown slate, which we will not cover for you here. We got 14 games. There's some interesting weather we'll talk about as we hit up those games. <laughs> uh, we have most of the totals, it looks like, for now. So let's just get cracking on it. Boston at Baltimore. Erod versus Matt Harvey. Over under nine in this one. And I didn't even put down percentages on my notes here. I just wrote in all caps, rain. <laughs> it's like 60 to 80% chances throughout the entire day. Yeah, so, and that sucks because good. I, I kind of like Erod here. You know, should we get word that the rain passes through, they're expected to get the game in or whatever? I kind of like Eduardo, but as you said, it's hard to start him knowing that it's 68, it's 60 to 80% all day long. That's and rough. again, remember we record the night before, so weather could change right. by the morning. So just double check. I'm just we're just trying to give you a heads up. Like that, this could be something to pay attention to. Um, so on this factor, I don't want to target pitching, like Bogman basically said. Um, the fact they're divisional rivals, it's also a Friday of the whole weekend. It's an easy way to say, nah, we'll just double header it later. Like that's that's an easy thing to do. Not saying that's what they're gonna do, but keep an eye on that. If they do play though, I want all of the Red Sox bats because this offense <laughs> is on fire right now. Yeah, they're on fire and they're playing Matt Harvey, who, you yeah. know, look, he had a decent 
uh, outing, uh, I think, a couple starts ago. But He's doing know. decent overall. He's like stymieing offenses just enough. Right, exactly. So he's not horrific, but like you said, I mean, Jay Martinez is four for six against Harvey in his career. Uh, Bogarts uh, is hitting well. Renfro is still hitting. Vasquez is still hitting right now. So there's some, and there's some decent Orioles bats too. I mean, Mullins has been good recently. Uh, Freddie Galvis and Austin Hayes have been hitting a little bit too. So, um, you know, the, and Mancini has a good track record against Erod, 10 for 34 with three doubles and two homers. And Pedro Severino has is five for 10 against him with a double and a homer. So, you know, like you said, division rivals, there's a little track record here, but we may have to just save them for tomorrow if it gets rained out. Yeah, definitely. And if for some reason the game does play, keep an eye on the Red Sox lineup. Uh, Kiki Hernandez left with a hamstring injury on the first, and Franchi Cordero came in. If he plays, he's 23 on DK, 21 on FanDuel. So he probably won't lead off. They'll probably put Christian Arroyo leading off. We saw a lot recently. But if Franchi's in the lineup, he could be nice and cheap, and Franchi can definitely have some fun with Matt Harvey. So keep that in mind. We head to the Bronx, Washington at the Yankees. This one, I don't see much rain, but wind blowing in from right field about 11 miles an hour. I don't think it's going to matter, though, because it's Patrick Corman versus Jamison Tyon, and the over-under is 9.5, one of our highest total on the entire slate. Corbin's 75 on Fandle. He's 66 on DK. Tyon's 83 on DK, 71 on Fandle. And what I'm, one thing I'll say is there's a lot of pitching like this where the prices are so completely different on this slate. No Corbin for me. I could see an argument for Tyon Boggs. I'm not going with either one of them. I mean, Corbin just does not look right yet so far this year. So he's going to be that's going to be a no from me, dog. And then Tyon hasn't gone more than five innings pitch in any start uh, this good. year. So I'm just going to pass on both sides of pitching. Yeah, Juan Soto will be able to DH because he still can't play the field, but he's been pitching in every game. So he'll be DHing in this game, which is always great to see. But, man, Stanton just is in fuego, and it's, it's weird. It has nothing to even do with this show. Just as much as I, as long as I've known you, every time he does something good, I just go, oh, Bogman must be happy. So <laughs> um, I, I, the, the, um, the Yankees are very much in play, and there's still some very affordable pieces. One thing I will say before I give you the floor, Gio Urshela left with an injury on Thursday, so he mm -hmm. might be out. Maybe like Tyler Wade or someone real cheap comes in for the Yankees. Yeah, I mean, like you said, Stanton, good PVB against Corbin, too. Six for 18 with four of those six hits being for extra bases, two doubles, two homers against him. Uh, DJ LeMayhew has an extensive record against Corbin as well. Rocky Seabacks, once again, 18 of 51, 353 with three triples and four homers so seven of his 18 hits against him have gone for extra bases and uh ryan zimmerman against tyon three for ten with a double so there's some good pvb data here but i mean the 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 nats have been hitting a little bit too i mean gomes has been good turner's been good josh bell is turning it around josh harrison has been good for a while and on the yankee side glaber and hicks are starting to mm -hmm. uh turn it on too so they're both some decent hitters uh for this game as well Definitely. They're starting to heat up in a good way. And last but not least, with the righty on the mound, Yadiel Hernandez, 27 yep. on DK, 23 on FanDuel with that short portion, right? I don't care that the wind's blowing in at 11 miles an hour. That is a, and with Soto hitting behind him for the first time, I think, in a while, this sounds tasty to me. So, yeah, I'm, I'm all aboard that matchup. Let's head to Miami. Uh, Milwaukee at Miami. Brent Suter, Trevor Rogers, over under seven. We have Rodgers at 88 on DK. He's 10-4 on FanDuel. Suter doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> Trevor Rodgers, my friend, on DK at 88 just seems like lock button city for me, um, especially against Milwaukee. 
on FanDuel, it's a little more interesting at 10-4. Yeah, I think you could play him at either price. Obviously, way better on DK, so that's where we want him. Uh, as either your first or your second starter. There's a couple other options yep. in here that I kind of like, too, but Rodgers is definitely one of my favorites. Uh, do you know how many earned runs he's given up over his six starts? I'm going to go with like four. Seven. Seven total. So just a little over one per start, which is nuts. 44 to 13 uh, strikeouts to walks on the season as well. He is cruising right now. So I love Rodgers uh, in this start, which means uh, I'm not going to go with any Milwaukee bats. Uh, there's some okay prices, but on the Miami side against Suter, Rojas hit a bomb today. He's been decent. Brett Anderson hit a bomb yesterday. He's 3,200. Duvall went yard again tonight, 39 and 2,700. Uh, Jesus Aguilar is expensive, but he's hitting right now too. So I, I, I don't mind a Miami stack against Suter in, in the uh, Brewers bullpen here. Yeah, Miami very, very much in play. Get him pretty affordable. Um, if you, for some reason, need Milwaukee, Avies and Kane are cheap. Avies been hitting really well, but I'd probably avoid them as well because I, I, I believe in what Rodgers is, and it's a 14-game slate. So I'll get cute somewhere else, but definitely on Miami, Aguilar. You've been on him for a while. That's a, that's a big one. And Brian Anderson has returned from the IL, swinging it good too. So lots to like there in Miami. We head to Queens, Arizona at the Mets. Uh, Zach Gallon, David Peterson, over under seven and a half on this one. You have Zach Gallon, 89 on DK. He is a whopping 84 on FanDuel. Peterson, 79 on DK, 7K on FanDuel. I like me some Zach Gallon tonight. I'm I'm off on Zach Gallon. He's a one-quality start in his four uh, coming in here. I just don't think I'm going to pay for him with some other pitchers on this uh, in this schedule that I actually like. So uh, I'm going to pass on him at his current price. Peterson's hit or miss. I just don't want to use him here. The D-backs bats have been, you know, outside of last night when they only scored one run. Uh, they've been pretty decent as of recent. So I think I'm going to pass overall on pitching here. Yeah, I like the floors that Gallon can bring to the game. Um, I, yeah, he hasn't gone super deep all the time, but this Mets offense is absolutely dreadful. So yeah, I, I don't mind going that direction. But uh, you mentioned you kind of hinted at maybe some D-backs bats. You, you interested? Yeah, I mean, look, Rojas has been hot. 4,300 on uh, DK, so he kind of matches his hotness and his price here. 2,800 on FanDuel. The price is way better on, on FanDuel. Uh, Peralta, 5,200 versus 2,900. Uh, Varsho, should he get in the lineup? 32 versus 23. Eduardo Escobar, 53 and 34. I mean, they are pricing these bats up on DK and not on FanDuel. So, obviously going to stack the FanDuel side uh, more with Diamondbacks bats today. Yeah, a little pricey there on DK, but you can make it work. And if that wind is truly blowing out the left the way it is, it could be quite interesting. For the D-backs in this one, we head to Cleveland, the Battle of Ohio, Cincinnati Reds, Cleveland Indians, Wade Miley, Zach Plesak, over under 8.5 on this one. Plesak's 84 on DK, he's 76 on FanDuel. Miley, 67 on DK, 67 on FanDuel. Plesak's a guy I can never get right, but one thing I do know is he's going deep into games. The Reds' offense is very, very hit and miss. And on FanDuel at $7,600, this seems like a very good value. Yeah, I mean, I'm kind of torn between which one I want right now because Cleveland bats have been quiet recently, uh, especially over like the last week or so here. So Miley, I just don't think he has enough strikeout upside, but I yeah. love the cheap price. So if you are going to go high-end, low-end, Miley's not bad or contrarian play, tournament play, however you want to do it. Uh, 6700 is not a bad price on either 
uh, site for him. Plesak is the better guy, um, but with Cleveland's offense sputtering too, it's hard to throw him out and think you're going to get a win. You know, I know Miley can be uh, hit or miss, and he's more miss than hit, but when he's on, he's pretty strong. So uh, I think I'm going going to go. I think I'm okay going with either pitcher, but that's going to make me not want to go on either side of the offense here. Yeah, I'm not overly enthused with the offense, especially being in Cleveland. But uh, Plesak with the the quality starts and everything, the the bonus on Fanduel at seventy six hundred dollars. If you want to pay it for bats, I like him there. But yeah, it's it's a tricky tricky game overall to even want to attack. And there's like twenty percent chances of rain, and it gets thicker as the later the evening goes. So. Yeah. It might be just a game to be like, you know what? We're just going to cross this one off the list tonight. All right, Minnesota at Detroit in this one. We have Shoemaker versus Scooble over under of nine. We're back to the offensive totals. Shoemaker 64 on DK, 62 on Fandle. Scooble is 58 on Fandle, 54 on DK. I don't want either sets of pitching here, and I'm very intrigued with the bats. No, dude, Shoemaker has had two starts without a strikeout. So, he has two negative point performances. <laughs> I mean, hard pass. Yeah. You know, uh, like, like Mona Lisa Saperstein, hard pass. <laughs> uh, but, uh, I mean, bats in this game, you can stack Minnesota side. You, you could stack Detroit side if you want. Either way, uh, Minnesota, I like paying up here. Uh, Polanco, uh, Garver, Buxton, all been hitting. Uh, I'm, I'm going to take all those guys. I like the Detroit guys too, though. Here, mm-hmm. Candelario has been real good recently. 3,900, 2,800, still uh, affordable price. Uh, Nico starting to pick it up. He's a little more expensive on DK 41, 28 on FanDuel though. Grossman, your guy, 34 and 29. And Jacoby Jones is hitting a little bit. Yeah. If he's in the lineup, he's uh, really cheap, 3,200 and 2,100. So some decent buys on the Detroit side here specifically. Yeah, I like the cheap little Detroit stack of like Grossman, Goodrum, and Candelario, all below 3K on FanDuel, all extremely cheap. Like you said, Grossman, like he's at 41 on DK, so it's not breaking the bank, but yeah, more than you'd expect. So I like that quite a bit. And then watch the Minnesota lineup. I'm curious to see what they do here. Uh, Nick Gordon got to start on Thursday, got two stolen bases. He was the bare minimum. I doubt he starts on Friday. I think it's just kind of a platoon thing, but if he's in the lineup at that point, you, you enjoy that. Uh, Ostadio is hitting everything. There's value to be had with Minnesota with the big dogs, like you mentioned, of Buxton and Cruz and company. So definitely can attack both sides of this game. I kind of like the Detroit side a little more for the value you get with it. But uh, obviously, no problem with Minnesota. Just uh, watch that one. It's supposed to rain during the day, but kind of stop around game time. So I think we're going to be okay on that one. Philadelphia at Atlanta in this one. We have Zach Eflin. Charlie Morton over under eight and a half. Eflin eighty six hundred on DK. He's eighty six on Fanduel. Charlie Morton seventy seven on DK. He is seventy nine on Fanduel. Like both pitchers are intriguing, but I'm not running to play either one of them. I'm actually okay with Eflin thirty four to you're, two. You're down that much on Atlanta, huh? Yeah. Well, it's more I'm in on Eflin. Four okay. of his six starts have been quality. Thirty four to two strikeout to walk ratio. He's only walked two on the season. That's crazy. That's pretty good. So. So he's been really good, and Philly's been striking out a ton. So I'm kind of on the Morton side as well. Uh, he's been rough though. So um, Morton, Morton's the better price though, seventy seven hundred, seventy nine hundred. So if if you want to lean either way, I'm fine with it. But it, what it makes me is not very interested in the bats. You know, I mean, you can play Acuna at any point if you want. And there's been some hot bats on both sides here. Uh, you know, Albies has been picking it up. Uh, your boy Contreras. 
playing catcher for Atlanta has been good. And Ozuna started to, started to pick it up too. But McCutcheon's been pretty good. Bohm hit a bomb tonight. Real Muto and Didi, good PVB data against um, Morton. Uh, Dansby and Acuna both have good PVB data against Eflin. But I think I don't want any side of the, this offense tonight. I think I'm going to pass. And I'm going to I'm going to take Eflin or Morton in a lot of lineups. Yeah, Harper should be back. That'll help a little bit for Philadelphia, obviously. But it'll be an interesting game. Like These are two good offenses, two decent pitchers, something's got to give type thing. So uh, lots of angles there, and it does stink. I love Contreras. He's up to 35 now on DK. So they're <laughs> slowly pricing him up where it's like, ah, now I actually have to think about it instead of just like, yes, I'm playing you. So that, that always makes it a little more challenging. But we got some bats we can use in this one, Bogman. Seattle at Texas, flexing, faulty. Over under nine on this one. Uh, we got Flexen 74 on DK. He's 72 on Fandle. Fulty 68 on DK. He is somehow 77 on Fandle. Yeah, bats, Bobbin. Bats. Uh, no, I'm going to go opposite of you here. Oh. I like I like Fulty. Look, Seattle just got no hit by Baltimore, right? By John Means. So their offense is clearly struggling. And Fulty's been pretty good. He's walking players at a career low right now 5.8 percent which has always been a bugaboo of his and because his career is around eight percent last year i think in his couple starts that he had the big league level made his walk rate like 25 percent or some horrendous ridiculous number or something like that but he's gone to texas and actually been one of their better pitchers and seattle's lineup is rough right now on the other side you know uh, you can play texas hitters i'm not going to say don't but if you want to play Flexen, I don't mind him either because of the rate that Texas has been striking out at that we've mentioned on this show a bunch of times before. But if I'm going to go with either side, I'm going to take Texas bats, and those would be the usual suspects that have been good over the last month. You know, uh, Kiner Falefa, Adolis Garcia, Willie Calhoun, since he's come back, has been hot. Mm -hmm. And Nate Lowe has been good since the beginning of the season. So if you want to play those guys and not start Flexen, I'm for it. But I'm actually okay if you want to go either side of the pitching here. Yeah, you made me look at Fulty more. I'm not there yet, but by maybe three o'clock my time tomorrow, starts, like, yeah. maybe. Yeah. The one thing is he's still giving up the long ball. So, yeah. but he's, he's not like, walking guys when he gives. That's it what up. I was gonna say. If he starts walking yeah, guys, yeah. then it gets dicey. But right, right. His price point, at least on DK at 68. Like we talked before the show, that usually I can find a cheap pitcher or two that I really like. I really don't love any of them right now. Fulty might grow on me some more, so I'm not yeah. gonna completely shun that one because Seattle is bad. I still wouldn't mind like a Seager or something. Like I wouldn't be shocked if somebody runs into one. But I do like the Texas side. I just keep going to them because they're affordable. Um, they're actually very good right now. And I'm not a super believer in flexing. I know Texas strikes out a lot. But I'm not a flexing guy per se. Yeah, so yeah. yeah, give me give me the Texas bats like you mentioned. And I'm always Adelise Garcia guy because he's always too cheap. So uh, <laughs> so so run that one out there. Toronto at Houston. Houston and getting out of New York and some semblance of normalcy for them in their own ballpark. They gotta love that. Ross Stripling, Jose Urquidy, over under nine in this one. We have Urquidy at 87 on DK, 74 on Fandle. Stripling at 72 on DK, 61 on Fandle. I, I like Urquidy as a pitcher. I'm not attacking Toronto with him, though. Yeah, same. I'm going to pass on both sides of the pitching here. Give me hitting in this game for sure. Yeah, no doubt about it. Uh, Jordan going double dong off a of Cole on Thursday was impressive. That'll definitely raise that ownership on a very, very affordable price tag. So keep an eye on that one. Like he's, he's up to 44 now. He's much cheaper on Thursday, but 44 is still super cheap. I like the Toronto side almost more so because I think they're going to get overlooked in this one. 
Yeah, I mean, I Bobachet, Gritchick, uh, Hernandez, Simeon, and Guriel. Uh, Guriel is starting to pick it up a little bit more. I mean, he, like I said yesterday, his MLB Savant page looks like you know Mister Freeze went ham on it, you know. Right. But uh, he's starting to come out of it a little bit, and he's still cheap, thirty-one and twenty-three. But Simeon hit a bomb tonight, four thousand, uh, three thousand, decent price for him. And uh, Gritchick has been good, and Bobachet's been good. So I- I'm in on some Toronto bats for sure here. Yeah, yeah, we're all aboard that train. And yeah, Grishik went deep again on Thursday. So keep that train rolling. We got five games left on this 14 game slate. Before we get to those, once again, go follow Line Star on Twitter at Line Star DFS and Line Star MLB. They tweet out all kinds of good stuff, giveaways, um, awesome information, all the home runs, lineups, the works. So go check that out. Download the app. You will not regret it. Everything you could possibly need in the palm of your hand on your phone, your smartphones. Go to the Apple App Store or the Google Play Store. If you like to, if you if you enjoy what you're listening to, and you must because it's probably not the first time you listen to us this season, <laughs> um, go to iTunes and give a rate and review. We'd much appreciate it. Or go watch us on the Line Star YouTube channel. Subscribe, share, and like. Give the good old thumbs up on that one. Would help all of us out a ton. We'd really, really appreciate it. All right, let's head to Kansas City White Sox at the Royals divisional matchup in this one, and we have Rodon versus Keller over under eight and a half. Rodon's ten thousand on DK. He's eleven two on Fanduel. Keller 49. He's all the way down to 49 on DK. That's yeah. amazing. And 61 on a like 49 is like a spot starter that's gonna go three innings. So <laughs> that's that's hilarious. Uh so A, I really like Carlos Rodon tonight. And B, I really like the White Sox bats. Yeah, I mean, look, uh, I like Carlos Rodon too, and you can play him. He's been outstanding. You can play him at any point, but We've mentioned the last couple games here that the White Sox bats have been hitting. So I Mm -hmm. think with some of the other cheaper guys that I like, I don't think I'm going to have Carlos Rodon in many lineups. So um, maybe throw him here or there. But there's also some good PVB data out of wit against him. Seven for 16, three doubles. Uh, Carlos Santana is nine for 27. That's 333 with two doubles and a bomb against him. And then Benintendi, Dozier, Perez, Taylor have all been hitting for the Royals. So uh, if you want to stack that side, but like you said, you want to play guys against Keller way more. And Moncada, good PVB here, 8 for 27 with two homers against him. Lurie Garcia, 8 for 22 with two doubles against him. And then Timmy, uh, Timmy Anderson, Nick Madrigal, Andrew Vaughn starting to pick it up a little bit, and he's cheap, 29 and 21. Could be a decent option, especially against Keller. Could be a very nice option. I love the Moncada idea in this game. It just feels like one of those... Big Moncada games going up against Keller. So I can definitely jump on board that one. Let's go to St. Louis. Rockies, Cardinals, Austin Gomber, Jack Flaherty, revenge narrative in full effect. Over <laughs> under seven and a half on this one. And I know I'm not referring to the people that rostered Austin Gomber in fantasy last week. I'm talking about Austin Gomber. Um, you look at the prices on DK Flaherty's 94, Gomber is 62. Over on Fandle, Flaherty's 10 2, Gomber 63. I think Flaherty is an outstanding play. You got the road Rockies. You can have all kinds of fun with that. Flaherty is actually pretty good outside of like one start this year. But Gomber on the road against this Cardinals team, at least on DK at $6,200, is quite impressive because outside of that Giants blow up, he's been very consistent for like 12 to 15 plus points. And I like that at his price point. Gomber has four road starts and has had quality starts in three of them so far this year. Can I guess which one he didn't? Uh, I'm, I'm not. Yeah. I mean, you can guess if you want, I don't think you need to. So, uh, 
he has been he's actually been good on the road getting out of Colorado and like you said revenge game narrative so I don't hate him Flaherty's had three quality starts in a row though and uh it's not like the Rockies have a overpowering road offense here so uh, I think I'm more on the Flaherty side but I don't hate Gomber right here which makes me since I kind of like both sides of the pitching i don't know that there's a lot i'm gonna have hitting but there are some guys that are white hot on both sides tapia has been really good recently blackman's starting to pick it up hampson's coming around ever since they brought up fat adams cj crone has been going ham on the colorado side and then we've just seen it night after night with o'neill arenado uh bader carpenter de young goldschmidt edmund like all of the cardinals have been hitting so i think I think because I like the pitching and because the hitting has been hot, this game's going to be a wash for me. I'm not going to have much from it on either side. No, I'll have Flaherty for sure. Like on DK, Flaherty, Rogers combo sounds very attractive to me. Yeah, if you don't want yeah. to go to Rodon, I'm all there. Because when it comes to pitching, I'm looking at it, like, give me the floor. And I know if the upside's there, I'm happy. So I'm, I'm good in that respect. On FanDuel, I'm going to be a little more picky. Like I still don't mind Flaherty at 10 too if you're paying up. But again, the Gomber on DK and a tournament I can go for. I do like a Cardinal stack. Like not as much as some other teams, but when Gomer gets in trouble, it's because he's walking guys, and then it gets ugly, and then you get Colorado bullpen, which is even uglier. <laughs> so like they are just atrocious. So I, I like the idea because even when Gomer's on, he goes five or six max. Yeah. Um, so I don't mind a Cardinal situation. I think they might be popular because most people just don't like Gomer, but like stuff you mentioned and I've seen, he's actually not that bad. So it, it's an interesting game, not one I'm running to play bats. I like the pitching much more. But I can get on some St. Louis action for sure. I'm not playing the Road Rockies. Like I'll get burned by that. That's fine. That's that's something I'll live with. All right, three more games. We go out west. Dodgers at Angels, the Battle of L.A. And no, it is not uh, not a movie. Julio Urias, Griffin Canning, over under eight and a half on this one. You got Urias at 97 on DK. He's 10,000 on Fanduel. Canning 75 on DK. He is 65 on Fanduel. Like I want to like Canning so much because he's been pretty effective, and the Dodgers' offense has been dreadful. But I just don't really. I'm not in love with either pitching on this one. Yeah, pass. You know, pass on both sides for me. And Urias has been good, but uh, his cost and the fact that the Angels have been hitting have me out. So yeah. and the Angels are getting real serious about hitting. Finally, uh, yes, got rid of Albert Pujols. So. Goodbye. Yeah, uh, a little bit surprising just because he's so close to the finish line uh, in mm. LA, but. Uh, I mean, he could go, he could be signed somewhere by this time tomorrow. No one would be surprised. So, yep. uh, but yeah, I mean, I think I'm more hitting on this side and, you know, uh, not a lot of hitting going on for the Dodgers recently. Uh, you know, Pollock and Beatty and Taylor uh, have been okay. Turner's been all right, but I think I'd rather go with some of the bats. And I'm sure you're going to mention the ones that you like for the angels too, right? Yeah, duh, I'm on board with Trout at any time. That's pretty simple. Yeah, but um, I don't even mind like Otani and Welsh. I know it's a lefty lefty, but I'm cool with that. I, I kind of want to see who else they throw out there because Rendon's gone. Uh, on he's injured right now. So what righties do they have to combat with? Um, with Urias makes things quite interesting. Like I like Urias as a pitcher. I just can't roster him because some games it's three innings, some games it's six innings. Like it's just all over the freaking board, and he's expensive. Right. But uh, I do like the angels if you want to be contrarian i'm with you there I just it's another one of those games it's a weird weird slate it's like i don't like a lot of pitching but i don't like a ton of spots to attack either so it's a right. really really weird 14 game slate uh two games to go here tampa bay at oakland on this one we have rich hill sean Manaya over under eight we have sean Manaya at 92 on dk he's eight thousand on Fanduel. 
Hill 71 on DK, 64 on Fanduel. I'm not really in on either one of these pitchers either. Uh, I, I'll take Manaya. The price is a little expensive. There are other guys that I like on this slate, uh, but I mean, Tampa Bay. Uh, doesn't have a lot of pop going on right now. So he got the win against Tampa Bay earlier in the year too. So uh, I think because of that, and like you said, Oakland at night is way different than Oakland during the day. Uh, it plays really big at night. So uh, I think Sean is not a horrible one for this time out. He's always a little bit of a Russian roulette. So just know that if you are going to start him. Yeah, he is. Um, it kind of makes me want to just play. Like the price on DK is ludicrous, but um, I do like some Tampa Bay, like a Rosarena, even Meadows versus the lefty. But uh, the, the ones I like the most, Margot's always cheap, and Zunino went deep again on Thursday. He's been very productive. Um, everyone's going to point to Yandy Diaz and Barosu, but I do like some of the the right-handed uh, Mariners or the Rays bats. With Rich Hill, though, it's tough to decide where you want to attack Boggs. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm with you. I mean, Meadows is good. Low is just. I think Lowe is just trying to hit only homers right now, yeah, which he's sure got to get out of because he's not a home run hitter. But when he gets a hold of it this year, it usually goes. And his price is cheap both sides, 39 and 29. So that's a decent one. But, I mean, on the A's, it's, you know, Lowry starting to pick it up again, Chapman and Loriano. Those are the main culprits here. That's who we want against Hill. Yep. Kind of went deep on Thursday, so that could be interesting. But, yeah, Loriano, Chapman, Olsen, the usuals. And let's hit to the final game of the evening by the Bay. Padres, Padres, Gigantes, Blake Snell, Anthony DeSclafani over under seven. Snell is the highest priced DK pitcher at 10-2. Um, actually, yeah, 10-2 on DK. On Fandle, though, he's only 9,000. DeSclafani, 76 on DK, 69 on Fandle. I am doing the Tony Disco dance on DraftKings. Yeah, man, I, I don't. Why is Benny? Why why is Benny Snell? Why is Blake Snell, whatever his loser name is, uh, the most expensive? He hasn't gone more than five and a third. Yeah. He has the highest walk percentage of his career at twelve point eight percent. I don't understand why he's so expensive. I know it's in San Francisco against the Giants lineup, but Descalfani is four for six uh, as far as quality starts go in his start so far this year. I would rather have him. The Padres aren't at their. They're not in their best stride. They're always dangerous, of course but they're not in their best stride at this point in the season. So I would rather go with Descalfani, especially at the price here. It's the third time the Giants will be facing Snell this season. He's thrown a combined 10 innings, given up seven hits, four runs, two home runs, walked seven and struck out 14 over that stretch. So he's been decent, but not $10,200 decent. Right. That's, but that's the problem with Blake Snell. And the Giants hit lefties good. And so I like Descalfani quite a bit with the struggling Padres offense. And, you know, if you want to throw a giant stack out there, even if it's not a big, big stack, you can get a little contrarian against a lefty, and they can be very, very successful. Like Longo, Flores, and a few, like Slater, a few other pieces. Posey's on fire if he's in the lineup. Like, there, there's ways to go. Yeah, Talkman, uh, three for nine in his career against Snell as well, and Ruff, three for five against him with a homer. So uh, there's a little PVB data there. And then other guys, you know, like you said, Belt has been hot. Crawford uh, has been dropping a couple bombs here recently too. So, I'm with you. If you want to pit, play against Descalfani on the San Diego side, Grisham, Profar, Cronenworth are really the bats that are keeping the Padres in games right now. Yeah, I, I definitely like that quite a bit. All right, that wraps up 14 games, Bogman. Let's do some quick recap in here. What are your top stacks for the evening? The the stacks, I mean, I like a lot of pitching here. So I like a, a mini uh, Texas stack against 
flexing a little bit, especially if you are going to go with faulty. Um, I like the Tigers mini stack against the Twins. Um, I I think outside of that, Miami against Suter is a decent one as well, but not not a crazy amount of stackable games with a huge slate tonight, in my opinion. Yeah, you got that Yankees Nationals game. So obviously the Yanks first Corbin can jump all yeah, over that, yeah, like you're talking about. Like uh, Houston versus Stripling, uh, I'm still a believer in that Houston offense. But I pretty much agree with a lot of the ones you mentioned. Um, Go, I wish I could do Boston. I really hope that game plays. That'd be fun. But Detroit, I like. Texas, I like. Obviously, Chicago White Sox. So with some of those that we mentioned, Bogman, the, the moment everyone has been waiting for, the home run calls of the day, if you're following LineStar on Twitter at LineStarDFS and at LineStarMLB, they will tweet out Bogman, Humphreys, and my home run calls of the day. Three lucky people will be drawn. And if a home run gets hit and you're that lucky person, you win some free swag. So Bogman, on this wonderful Friday, May 7th, who is your home run call of the day? Um, let's see. I'm going to go with Alex Bregman against Ross Stripling. So give me an Astro. Give me Bregman. I like that quite a bit. Um, I might be playing with fire here, but uh, I want to go with one guy, but he's hitting a bunch already this week. So I'm going to go with a different one. I'm going with Aaron Judge to take Patrick oh. Corbin deep. I wanted to take Stanton, but he's hit like three homers. It feels like three days in a row now. So uh, in session. Yes, all yes, rise. All, all rise, and court will be in session for Aaron Judge. So you're going Bregman. I'm going Judge. We'll see what Humphreys does, but that'll take us through another week of MLB DFS action. Bogman will be back with everybody on Monday. Hope everybody has a great weekend, and we'll see you guys next time. See ya. Thank you for listening to the Line Star app on deck podcast. Download Line Star app from the App Store or go to linestarapp.com for all your DFS baseball needs. If you love the On Deck podcast, support KC Bubba and Bogman by rating and subscribing. Good luck.